First Class Fatherhood. That is where Alec Lace comes in with his popular podcast. And one of the most interesting was on a podcast. Alec Lace interviews high-profile fathers from actors to NFL players with a vision to change the narrative of fatherhood and family life. Welcome, everybody, to episode 625 of First Class Fatherhood, a family-made media podcast. Now, what is it like for actors who are married that get an opportunity to play husband and wife in a movie? Well, that's exactly the situation that today's guests found themselves in. Today, I'm joined by actors Bart Johnson and Robin Lively. The couple are a real-life married couple, and they had the chance to play husband and wife in the new movie, Strong Fathers, Strong Daughters, which is based on a book by Dr. Meg Meeker. Bart Johnson, I'm sure you know from High School Musical. Robin Lively, let's face it, she was the best love interest of Daniel LaRusso in all of the Karate Kid movies. Obviously, Karate Kid has just exploded with the Cobra Kai series on Netflix now. But I know for myself, uh, as a kid growing up, watching those Karate Kid movies, just like I was into the Rocky movies growing up, I was definitely into the Karate Kid movies. And let's face it here, uh, Karate Kid 1, it was just like a puppy love there. He moved out to California. It was a high school sweetheart type of situation. Then he goes out to Okinawa. He falls in love with the Japanese girl. It's kind of more like a fling. And then we get into it, Karate Kid 3, Robin Lively comes in and just crushes it as Daniel LaRusso's love interest. So Robin Lively, Bart Johnson, honored to have them both on the podcast with me here today. Strong Fathers, Strong Daughters is streaming right now on Pure Flix. You can find the link to the movie down there in the description below. I think it's a perfect movie to sit down and watch together with your spouse. You know, just from listening to me on the podcast here, there is nothing this world needs more than Strong Fathers. Uh, So check out the movie. Bart Johnson and Robin Lively will be here with me in just a few minutes, so please stick around for the interview. And today's interview with Bart and Robin was recorded on video and is available for you guys to watch on my YouTube channel. So if you'd like to watch the conversation between the first class couple and myself, please subscribe to First Class Fatherhood on YouTube. Link is in the description of today's podcast episode. And as you know, I did sign the deal with Family Made Media Network, and I have been trying to make an effort to bring on more husband and wives or moms and dads together, if you will. Uh, To join me on the podcast here to kind of get a different perspective or bring a new dynamic to the podcast, you can go back and listen to my interviews with Olympic gold medalist Sean Johnson and her husband Andrew East. I had Amanda Knox, who was wrongly accused of murdering her roommate. Uh, She was just headline news for many years uh, because of that before she was exonerated in 2015. She joined me on the podcast here with her husband, Christopher Robinson. Uh, Today we got Bart Johnson and Robin Lively, and I'm already scheduled uh, with a few other husband and wives coming up your way soon. So be sure you follow me on Instagram at Alec underscore Lace to find out all the upcoming guest announcements. If you haven't yet purchased a copy of my book, get over there and grab a copy, First Class Fatherhood Advice and Wisdom from High Profile Dads. The link to that is in the description of today's podcast episode as well. And please remember, guys, we are not babysitters. We are fathers. And we're not just fathers. We are first class fathers. My interview with Bart Johnson and Robin Lively, straight ahead on First Class Fatherhood. Joining me now, First Class Father, Bart Johnson, along with his wife, Robin Lively. Welcome to First Class Fatherhood. Hey, thanks so much for having us. Hi. All right. Well, this is so cool. Let's start just like this. How many kids do these guys have and how old are they? Whoosh. Okay. Three kids, mm-hmm. 19, 17, and 14 now. Girl in the middle, two boys on the ends, and uh, all three redheads. It's a bunch of firecrackers, man. We got our hands full <laughs> yeah, over yeah. here. Yeah, I hear that. I got four kids myself. We have uh, three boys and got our girl on the fourth try. So, uh, ah, yeah. that's awesome. Congrats. That's nice. Cool. 
yeah, she completed the picture. So if, if you could, uh, we'll start here with you, uh, Robin, just a, a simple capsule form to hit my listeners with a little bit about your background and what you do. A little about my background? Yes. Oh, so I'm an actress. I've been doing this industry for, I mean, I'm embarrassed to say like five years old, three, since I was three. five, we won't specify how many decades that's been, but it's been a long time. <laughs> and, um, I, we've had the good fortune this, you know, this past year to work with my husband for the, really we've worked together before, but not in the capacity, um, like we have in this film as a couple, which has been so great. We've been married 23 years and, um, it was such a special and unique experience for us. And we're like, we knew it was going to be great. But we walked away going, this was so much better than what we had anticipated. Thankfully, right? Thankfully, we wouldn't walk away going, we will never do that again. <laughs> <laughs> it was really great. Super fun. Awesome. How about yourself, Bart? Just a quick hitter on uh, a little bit about your background. Well, uh, so I was born in, in Hollywood, funny enough, and uh, started acting when I was 21. And uh, it's kind of been doing it ever, ever since. I know a lot of people know me as Coach Bolton, which I appreciate because once a wildcat, always wildcat, my people out there. Mm -hmm. And I've uh, been married for 23 years. Robin and I have done a couple movies together over the years. Robin was on a TV series uh, for Amazon called Gormer Gibbons, Life on Normal Street. I did seven episodes with her on that show. And I think we said one line to each other yeah. the whole time. So that's kind of been our experience for the 23 years we've been married until... This movie came along, which was so great. And we get to play husband and wife. We get to have funny scenes together. We get to have serious scenes. And uh, it was uh, one of the greatest times I've ever had in in, uh, in the business. Yeah, very cool. And of course, the movie we're talking about here is Strong Fathers, Strong Daughters. We're going to jump into that in, in just a second. But Bart, I know you guys mentioned there, 23 years uh, married, oldest, I think you said was 19. So what was it like for you? Uh, to, to watch Robin become a mom and take on that role of motherhood and how did becoming a dad kind of change your perspective on life? Oh gosh, on life. You mean with our kid, with our own kids? Yes. Well, I come from a bunch of kids. There's seven kids in my family. So uh, that was a big deal. Uh, that, that was, uh, you know, it was the Johnson family wagon, a van of, you know, when you have a family that big, you don't take planes, you know, you <laughs> pack them in the van and you drive everywhere. So we spent a lot of time together as kids. So I was uh, very excited, very excited to have, have kids. Um, now, Robin, when she got pregnant, she ended up in the hospital for 91 days Wow. First one, which was rough. So that was very scary. It was a really, really scary time. She was a total champ and uh, it was amazing. And, and um, the baby was just trying to come out a little too soon. So she stayed in the hospital uh, uh, and um, got him, got him across the finish line safe. And out came our, our eldest Balin. He is, he's amazing. And uh, it's, it's been terrific. I mean, it's the, it's our whole entire lives. There's nothing more important to us. There's nothing that's more a, a greater source of joy or, or happiness or um, like literally the greatest roles of our lives. Yeah, it, it really is. We, we spend all of our free time with our kids. We do everything. And we, they still want to hang with us. Like well, we do trips together and it's just the five of us. And it's we it, keep waiting for that to expire. We're like, Hey guys, we've got another trip planned. Who's coming? They're like, Oh yeah. We want to go. Like really? Oh yes. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. Well said. And, and it's the same here. Like my wife and I are married 17 years, but you know, we're not the same people we were when we first met. We weren't parents. You go through that kind of change yeah. too. So what was it like for you, Robin, uh, to watch Bart become a dad, take on that oh. role of fatherhood and how did motherhood kind of change you, uh, uh, at your perspective? Oh my gosh. In the greatest possible way. Um, you know, when I was dating, 
I would always imagine like, this was my criteria. Like what kind of a father can I imagine this person being? And I met Bart and I was like, okay, done. He's it. That's it. Um, he's just everything, you know, he puts his family first and his kids first and just seeing him in that role has just, you know, obviously made my love grow exponentially for him because our kids are his universe, you know, it's like, that's it. And that's what I always wanted. So, and because of it, I'm hoping that we're raising some really good human beings. And I feel like we are, and this is our contribution to society, you know, or our children and our future. And I could not be more proud of them um, or the father that he has been to them. So well, I, I feel like we, we understood early on that we have this really small window of time with our kids and it's going to go lightning fast. Yeah. So Robin was really supportive of me, like being their soccer coach. So I was coaching all three of their soccer teams, which you know, being a volunteer soccer coach, that's like a part-time job. Three teams, that's like a job and a half. So, you know, <laughs> so it's like she's she's put up with a lot because it's like, you know, the career, as much as we love this industry and we love acting, we love, you know, uh, and, and, you, and you really, you have to work hard in this career to, to make a living at it. Maintain it. Uh, maintain it and have and have success this is so competitive it's so, so hard but we really kind of like it it's honestly it's been secondary to volunteering coaching soccer well you know spending time with our kids yeah. it really has been uh secondary and, and uh we're lucky that we didn't go broke while uh volunteering in the kids classrooms <laughs> so. yeah, it, it's it's amazing too because i've done the coaching with all my kids as they were coming up and it's like you know how many parents don't get involved in that like sometimes i mean i've had to coach both teams where the other coach wasn't yeah. there so it was like right. uh run into that also i've done the class parent with my kids uh through school and, and most of the time you would know this bar like if you're yeah. a dad that's a class parent you're usually the only guy that's there i mean it's, it's very seldom always always yeah um, yeah it's always you know class there's about 30 35 kids in every classroom and uh it's the same five parents and i yeah i was always the the only dad for the most part almost always the only dad there was i'm, I'm proud proud to do it i'm happy to do it i was I'm thrilled thrilled to death to do it and here's the crazy thing the window closes so fast like our youngest just turned 14 he started high school yesterday our youngest boy and all of a sudden like that fast like now it's not an, an option now there's no classroom to go volunteer in and that window that window just I'm just kind of realizing as I'm saying it to you right now, like that window closed and, you know, I probably volunteered for the last time in a classroom. And it's just, yeah. I seem silly. I know. I'm, I'm yeah. And, and, and as they get older, as they get older too, there's less and less you can really do as far as the class parent part of it goes. I got yeah. two high schoolers and I yeah. have my two ones now that'll be in sixth and in third grade. So I can still kind of get involved in all yeah. those, all those type of things. I remember doing, uh, I, I like, you know, bobbing for apples as a kid and they don't do that anymore because it's like everyone can't drink from the same water. So I got like these uh, cooking pans and filled up each cooking pan for each kid so in kindergarten uh, so they could all have their own I tray to bob it. for. So there was no fluid exchanges. You know what I mean? Uh, so great. You gotta great. do what you gotta do. Well done. <laughs> uh, all right. So strong fathers, strong daughters. What's the plot of the movie? What's the theme here? And how did you guys kind of relate? Did, is this kind of, did, did you guys come off the way you are in your own relationships that you kind of have to suspend a little reality there tell the listeners what the movie is about and how you guys related to the characters well uh, the movie's called strong fathers strong daughters and it's it's really um i think all of us understand that the the sun rises and sets with moms like the mother's role is so crucial under our roof and i think in every every home we're so grateful for them this movie is not just to take away from any of that of course but it is like for this story, we're going to focus on the dad just trying to do his best, 
trying to be the best dad he can be and making mistakes and being a human and and trying to do what's right for his kid and, and you know, and, and dealing with the conflict between you knowing what's best for the kid and then your kid deciding, no, no, I'm, I'm going to tell you what's best for me in my life. <laughs> and you say, I'm like, wait, hang on a second. So when your daughter shows up and says, this is who I'm going to marry and this is what I'm going to do for a career. And you're like, but we had plans. We already know what's best for your career. This is going to give you the most stability and the most security. And this is going to give you the best life. And they say, well, yeah, I'm not interested in, in that path, though. And it's just shocking and it's it's hard. And now our kids are, are a little younger in real life. So this movie was like a little glimpse into our future. Like we're going to be here before we know it. They're going to start bringing home loved ones like this and start making plans. And are we are not ready for that. So we've decided we're keeping our kids this age right here. Like our daughter's staying 17 forever because I don't. I'm just not ready. I'm just not ready for it. But as far as like how relatable it was is when we read the script, it felt like it was uh, someone was peeking in our windows writing the script because it felt so real and so authentic. And, you know, in the movie, I, I play a, a soccer coach to my kids and I've got three kids and we've got three kids and all, all the all the conflicts felt so authentic and real to to how we yeah. deal with them. And then when we're shooting the scenes, the director was so terrific. David, our director. He he um he he wanted it to be authentic. He wanted it to be how, how would you say this? And so he let us kind of we definitely adapt made tweets a little because I was like, yeah, I would never talk to you like that. Um, you know, and so we would make certain tweaks that he was open for, which was really nice. You know, like like I kind of felt like some of my my lines were a little jabby, a little like, well, what's the point of that? Like I don't yeah. <laughs> so. We made we took the liberty to make some changes. There, there's a point where my character was down. He's like he's down a little bit, and she comes in with some wise cracks, and it's oh, like eh, she doesn't do that to in real life. She doesn't when she sees I'm down, she doesn't come in and like you know get me yeah. on her. So she, he let him adapt it to how we really do. So, it, so the conversation we had in the movie were very felt very yeah. authentic. And this, I always wonder, like from the acting standpoint, almost we were talking about coaching there. And sometimes like as the kids got a little older, I stepped away because I think it's good for them to have other um, authority figures in their life so that they can learn. They're not not everyone's going to be their dad throughout their coaching or throughout their job careers or whatever it is. So it's good to have other authority figures around and it gives it a different chemistry as actors. Is it easier for you guys like for you, Robin? Is it easier to have a leading man that's not your husband? Is it or is it more awkward that it, now it's your husband? How is the, that kind of flow? How does that kind of work as an actor? Um, I actually really preferred it because you, you normally walk into a situation where you're meeting a total stranger and you have to, you know, it's like, oh, now let's pretend we have this chemistry and we have all of this history together. And you're manufacturing all of these emotions and feelings that you don't come with. And we, we come with all of that. We come with the history and all the layers and it's just right there. So for me, it was, oh my gosh, it was so much easier. It was so comfortable. And like, you never know with some, a, a, you know, an actor that you're just meeting, like, well, is it okay if I touch you as though we're, you know, we have 20 years together, is that all right with you? And, you know, finding that balance. So for us, it was just like, oh, it was seamless. It was so wonderful. I think we, we didn't know to going into it because you hear actors saying all the time that, Oh, a real married couple, they, they, they you just don't see the chemistry. So you hear about all those things. And we never really had firsthand experience yeah. that. So going in, we're like, oh, you know, this should be cool. I think it's going to be cool, right? It's going to work, right? It's going to be good. We don't have any ego. So like we can sidebar with each other and give each other acting notes too. Like, yeah. hey, maybe do this in the scene. You know, like, so. Keep if, each other honest yeah. and keep it real. And, and, and when it was all over, we looked at each other and we're like, 
That was great. That was amazing. Yeah. That was so much more fun than we'd even hoped it would be. So yeah, we're definitely looking for more opportunities to do this. Yeah. And what do your kids think of you guys? Obviously, they've grown up around it. You guys have been in the business for a long time. But what do they think about you on the screen? And how is it for them when they see you with other partners in these movies? How do they kind of react to it? How do they how do they feel about your movie careers? Well, we're lucky if they even watch what, <laughs> yeah. we're, what we do. Like, we got to drag <laughs> them in movies. Like, come care. on. It's just so, you know, this is just part of their lives. I don't think they really, they're like, eh, whatever. I think it was more, <laughs> when, they, when they were really little, uh, they were, it was a little more interesting. I, I remember our, our oldest son, Balin, when, when I was doing High School Musical, he came to me and said, hey, uh, so is Zac Efron my real brother? <laughs> Everybody at school says he's my brother. He was so confused, you know? Yeah, so I was like, it's pretty interesting when they're small and trying to figure that stuff out. Yeah, I would imagine. And it's funny, too, uh, Bart, like you say, we talk about strong fathers, strong daughters. It's not to take away from the jobs that moms are doing. I find myself having to do that a lot on this show because I focus a lot on fatherhood. And one of the things I focus on is the fatherless crisis that we have going on in our country because we got so many kids growing up without a father or even having a father figure. And it's creating it just has a devastating effect on our society. Now, for for the. For the young men, I mean, it's it's a violence thing. It's like we're filling up the penitentiaries with kids that had no dad. And for the, for the daughters, the, the spike in teenage pregnancy is off the charts when there's no dad or father figure involved in it. Uh, so uh, that's why I love the fact that this is bringing attention to that, because I think if we could solve that problem and get more dads or father figures involved, I think most of the problems we have in our country would start to go away pretty quickly. I cannot tell you how much I appreciate that you're doing this because I, we couldn't agree more. I mean, we're, I feel like we're being told as a society that that you don't need a father. Like you just, they're just not, they're useless at this point. And oh my gosh, are they vital and crucial to the development of your children? Like I couldn't do my job without him. I it, I just couldn't. Like my kids wouldn't be who they are today without his influence. And how important I think it is to reinforce that because you're right. It's like well, the the father's role is vital absolutely vital so thank you for doing this we, we understand there's a, you you got to ignore a whole lot of science to ignore the importance of having a, a father in the home and, and we also understand that you know that's not by choice um in the majority of time so we we are involved with different youth groups and things like that to try to try to be a father figure and i, I certainly try to do that with my uh my kids when i when i'm coaching soccer on the on the team that don't don't have flowers and i understand it's like a matter of fact the whole idea of a strong father, like what's a, what is a strong father? Well, to, to we've discussed it. And we think, well, what a strong father is like showing up, like being there, uh, spending time, you know, uh, leading with humility and and um, and love and compassion and and checking your ego and and, and all this stuff and 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 doing doing the hard work. But uh, and doing the things that are like not necessarily going to make you the best friend to your kid, but doing the right thing by them is so important because some. Sometimes we focus on like, oh, we don't want our kids to be mad at us. We don't want them to be angry. But how crucial it is to do the right thing. Yeah, very well said. And a lot of times I'll find myself on the defense and it's not taking anything away from single moms. But I I always say my best advice to single moms is to try to find a father figure or strong male role model for your kids. It's really the best thing you could do for them. Yes. And and, uh, Go ahead, Rob. No, no, no. I was just saying, you know, you're right. Like, unfortunately, some women don't have that choice. 
And that's, I can't imagine parenting alone, but my gosh, how, what great advice that is. Well, I think that's a, you know, that's another call to, to fathers out there that can look out for that. Look, look for your friends that don't have a father and, and be that father figure. And like, you know, the point that you made, like it's also important to have positive real male role models that are not family, that are not in, live in your house and find someone that can be a good positive influence. That's part of their development as well. So mm-hmm. I think like, that's a matter of fact, like to you fathers out there, be aware, you know, and we feel it's really important. We know all of our friends, uh, all of our kids' friends very well. We bring them in our home. We ask them questions. How you doing? Check in with them and be that positive influence in their life it, it, as much as you possibly can. Yeah. And one portion of that is the discipline portion that comes with it. So I, I'm kind of curious with you guys, uh, what kind of disciplinarians are you as parents? Who's the heavier disciplinarian between you two? Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and is that different than the discipline style that you guys both grew up with? Hmm. Oh, you know, I'm sure mine was very different. I was raised um, in the South. And so <laughs> it was a different style. She's got of some stories. Yeah, it was a different <laughs> style of parenting for sure. But like, I don't know, like, I don't know who you'd say. Sometimes I feel like I'm more the disciplinary. <laughs> I don't know. But uh, she tells me she is a lot. Oh, I, I object. But this is. Uh, yeah. yeah. No, but we do. We do. Um, we put a lot of thought into it and we, yeah. we care a lot. And I think it, you know, we're, yeah, we're, we, we focus on like the end result. Like how do we get to the end result, which is this, like what's the best way to get there. So we, we talk that out. I, it's, I, I go back to this. I got the single best piece of parenting advice from a buddy of mine who's got, who raised his kids are just a little bit older. And I, the first time we had this big conflict with one of our kids, I was like, Oh my gosh, I don't know how, how do I handle this? Like how hard do I come down? Do I, you know, do I uh, going through all the options of like, how do you, to fix this situation. Like, how do I be the best dad right now? And his advice to me was while you're figuring that out and while you're trying to come up with your strategy, just remember this at the end of your discipline, you want your relationship with your son to be stronger than when it is now. And I was like, Oh my gosh, what an interesting way to frame that. Like, okay, now I know I can discipline in the way that leads me to that, that point. And we did, and it was amazing. And it was never a problem ever again. So that that's a, it's something that we don't take lightly and, and we want, want to be compassionate and smart and loving. And, and, but we ultimately, we want to, we don't, we want to do right by our kids and, and increase that relationship. And communication, I think is, is key. Like I was kind of raised where peace meant you don't talk about things, you know, you just kind of let it go and just, let's just be happy. And that, well, I, I will say, I will say, I got, I do have to say, so, the, so there's plenty, I got plenty of problems in my family, like everybody does. But one thing that the Johnson family was really good about, like growing up was so good about is that anytime there was a problem, everyone sat down, we're like, that's it, family council, let's go, let's sit down and we're going to talk about this. And everybody showed up. And I think this is probably a key point is like, you show up with love and compassion and humility and no pride, no ego. And like, let's sort this out. Let's talk about, let me understand you. Well, no, I need you to understand me. And we talk about it until the problem was resolved. And we never let problems like get swept under the rug. And I think that's like, it's kept me and my, all my siblings or seven of us that we're all best friends still to this day. Yeah, awesome stuff. And one of the things my wife and I did with our teenagers is uh, the book, uh, The Five Love Languages by Gary Chapman. I know a lot of people recommend that for couples, but we did those exercises with our teens and kind of it gave us like we were, it was an eye opening thing for us to do to see how they kind of give and receive love. And we thought completely different in how, so it changed the way that we approach them, especially when we, you know, when it comes to disciplining them, it was pretty eye opening. We should do that. We're going to do that and we'll get back to you. 
That's yeah, and, you know, I, well, one of the things that's cool about, you know, me getting a chance to talk to parents that have been there, you know, in place like you have a 19 year old, my oldest just turned 16. So I haven't gone to these things where he's not driving yet, hasn't been dating yet. So I, I try to learn from the parents as I go along. What yeah. kind of advice did you guys give your older uh, kids when, when it comes time to now start dating and hitting that dating scene? What kind of advice have you given them so far? We might. Are we doing a good job with that? I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> After, we feel brand new. Our son was like a, kind of a little late to that game. Like he wasn't really yeah. super interested. Now That's he's funny. got a girlfriend he's crazy about and she's, she's lovely. Um, but it's, uh, I mean, we've, we've we don't know. We've instilled from in them from a very young age, like the importance of morals and values and not rushing and be mindful of those things. So, you know, um, we just like keep our fingers crossed at this point because like, I feel like, the prep work has been done, you know, and, and now they're, they are reaping the results of that. And I couldn't honestly, like, I couldn't be more proud of my kids at this point, but the whole dating thing is, is scary. You know, you make a, you make a good point though, is that, is that we started a long time ago talking about these things. So it's, you know, it's like, you want to handle the problems, not when you're going over the waterfall or approaching the waterfall, you want to do it way upstream. So years ahead of time, talk about these kind of things. And, you know, I know when I was dating, the criteria for like a wife and a mother and like your, who my spouse for a, a lifetime is, is she hot? Is she like, and it's like, that's stupid. Like that's dumb. Like, okay, that's great. But like, there's these other values that are going to like be so much more important than just the surface looks and things like that. You know, that's all gravy. That's bonus. And I got super lucky with that, but you know, all the different qualities and, you know, is this going to be someone that is going to build a home with you or is it going to match your values? And, yeah. You know, like, like that whole thing you, you, you hear where it says, do you guys have the same goals? You have this, are you shooting in the same direction? Not everybody is. And, you know, we've, we've had family members, not in, not our kids, but family members that are, they fall in love with someone because their looks, they might have a really fun personality. And then they realize this, you, there's someone in particular, <laughs> the girl doesn't want to have kids. She's like, oh, I don't want kids. Like, I, that's not my life plan. And now he's madly in love with her and he's desperate to have kids. It's like, okay, well you got to talk about this stuff way upstream and, and find, make sure, you know, as silly as that is, I know it's like only thing matters is she hot. Like, I know that's, that's what really matters, but like you guys, you got to pay attention to these important things before you fall in love. I think it kind of goes back to what I was saying with, with the fatherless crisis part of like, I feel like the best thing I can do as a dad is have my kids see the way I treat their mom and the way that I am with the, with my wife. And I think hopefully that sets the example for them on how to treat girls. And that's my most important thing is how they're going to treat potential girlfriends. And then hopefully my daughter kind of sees the way she should be treated, the way that I treat her mom as well. So I, I think maybe, you know, cause I know a lot of times what you and what you say to them, you know, well, that's, that's, that's terrific. And there's a couple expressions that, can, that come to mind that we believe really strongly in. And one is, um, your actions speak so loud, I can't hear what you're saying. That's a, that's a big one. And it, because we do, we do a lot of things as a family, like we're very family, like our kids understand that, that the greatest source of joy and happiness is uh, the time from family. It's, a, it's the, the family is the, the center of our universe. And I think that's what our kids want now as well. Yeah, and it, it does seem like you were saying your, your your son was late to the game there. Like, my kid, it, it seems like for some reason this generation, they're a, a little bit behind the eight ball as far yeah. as, like, my, like my, my oldest son, he could get his permit right now, but he's like, yeah, I'll get it. When I Like, I remember, like, getting to, getting to drive was like, you couldn't, you counted the days down. Now, today, it seems yeah. like teenagers are like, yeah, if I get the license, I get it. If not, no big deal. And that kind yeah, of boggles my mind. 
Yeah. Now we, we have a theory on that. I don't know if it's true or not, That's but we so thought true. like when, when we were kids, our parents didn't drop everything to drive us around to every single thing you wanted to go to. And we sure enough, we are now. Like, what do we, we go to go to club this and this team. So let me drive you everywhere. And so maybe that's not clubs, club teams. Like it sounds like you're saying clubs. Now, we yeah, they're going out for a race. We don't drop our kids off in clubs. Clubs in our house is <laughs> club soccer, club, <laughs> club volleyball. And, uh, Just to clarify. Do you guys have any kind of family traditions that you guys brought in from your families or any ones that you kind of started that you're, uh, you've been keeping going all these years? Like do you guys do Elf on the Shelf or do you guys do any kind of like oh, family oh traditions God. that you guys have? Oh. You hit the nail on the head with Elf on a shelf, a serious, that thing took a over. serious business. We posted on our Instagram, like, because every day those guys, level. those turkeys, they get into something very creative. And, our, really and we're like, are they going to show up this year? Please. Like, like, here's a lot of work. And, and then sure enough, like December 1st is coming oh, and yes. our kids are like, hey, uh, our teenagers, by the way. Yeah. Like, hey, uh, <laughs> Elf on a shelf's coming, right? Like, <laughs> they show up, right? Like, I don't know. We'll, we'll see. So we see that they enjoy it a lot. So sure enough, it shows up December 1st. Any other big family traditions? Any like normal vacations you guys do or anything else that you guys do as a family together? Well, yeah. I mean, I don't even know where to start with all that. We do so many things. But one, that I'll say one just because we just did it and it's so great. Is every summer we try to do a trip into like a, a different country of a different language, hopefully like a, a, a unique culture. So this summer uh, we did three weeks. We did a week in Portugal, a week in Morocco, and then a week in Spain. And the kids... Uh, it was just our family and we road trip the whole thing. So it's not like posting up at a hotel somewhere. It's like, we are constantly on the move, meeting lots of people, really kind of getting into the culture. And uh, it's just, it's just the greatest thing. And our kids love it. So uh, that's, that's probably, we, we just finished that one. It was crazy. Cause our, our, by the way, it doesn't have to be like anywhere extravagant. It could be, you know, within your means, even we would do motorhome trips that honestly were probably our most special because there are no, really no, the kids aren't playing on their phones. They're playing card games and they're, and it was like, even till this day, like those have been some of their most treasured memories. Well, and, you know, we used to, the, the very first thing we did when we had no money, when the kids were really small was like, we go camping, like camping's the greatest because you're all together and you're out somewhere unique and special. And they, that, that just like, that's some of the greatest times ever. So we do, yeah, we do a lot of that, a lot, a lot of summer, summer. We just were on the boat yesterday too. So like we got a boat and it's like the boat's great. We're out wake surfing on the, on the lake here in LA. And there's like eight boats in the lake. And we're like, man, there's 10 million people that live over this mountain right here. And there's eight boats here. It's pretty, it's pretty incredible. So we're fortunate enough. We get to, to do that as well. And I'm not sure uh, faith is a huge part of what you guys do. It's a big part of our family. We pray together every day. Uh, We eat dinner together. That's like the highlight of our day every day. Uh, Is faith something that's important in your family? You're raising your kids (laughs) in faith. And what are the top values that you hope to instill in the kids growing up? Well, it's funny. It's funny you should say that because my my initial reaction when you asked the question about family traditions, I'm thinking of all the spiritual ones and all the all the meaningful ones. But I thought, oh, the viewers probably want to hear the fun stuff. Let me just talk about the fun stuff. (laughs) But the truth is, um, and that's that's huge. And we say this all the time. um, And we mentioned earlier that that it's not just time with the kids, but it's the quality of time and having serious conversations and and taking we take trips to like humanitarian trips and service projects and. I went with my son and we did uh, three weeks in Samoa building up a public school with a, with a group down there of young people that are just working their butts off in the heat. It's in the, that Samoa sun beating down on you to build a classroom for this, uh, this school that had like 55 kids in every, in a, in a square little cinder block 
uh, room. So um, we do that kind of stuff. We do, we have a family prayer. We do. Um, we, I mean, we, we, I mean, I was raised going to church, same with him. So it's been a huge like through line for us and with our kids. Like that's like, I feel like that's the foundation of why our kids are, are the way they are and who they are is because of that that foundation that they well, so it's kind of like you know it's it's um it's just different than the weekly schedule you know the week is filled with sports and fun and activities and and school and everything else and and then uh, on sunday we get to like stop and we take the day off and we spend it with family and we go to church and we think about other people and, and we we uh, focus on gratitude and appreciation and service to others and yeah more of like that spiritual thing and we think it's like it's crucial crucial people are always saying to us like wow what's your what's your secret with your kids? They're so amazing. And it sounds like, you know, exactly what it is. It sounds like you're doing all of the things because, you know, it's, it's the time, it's the traditions, it's the spirituality, it's the gratitude. It's all of those things. And I do feel like our kids are different. I really do. And we got two parents, we got his influence, my influence and all of those things. That I, I think it's so are. important. Just like, as I said, you know, we have the father removed from the home. We have our heavenly father removed from society. I think those two things have just crushed our culture here, you know, in, in the country. So I think if we got back to those two, boy, what a difference it would make. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. We, we don't know. We don't understand why, why uh, men are being demonized the way they are instead of encouraged to be great. You know, I, I learned from a really young age that whatever you're told over and over is what you become. You know, if you're told with enough passion over and over and over, you tell you be, got to be careful what you label your kids because they listen and they're subconscious. They're going to believe what you say over and over. And I hear society saying men are toxic, men are bad. Men are, and it's like, well, what are you going to expect now after years of telling it? Well, male suicide is on the rise. Male depression is on. And I don't mean a little on the rise. It's, it's a, a tremendous. It's, it's terrifying. The rise of depression and male suicide. And it's like, well, if you if the if all of society is telling you over and over and over, you're bad, you're evil, you're corrupt, you're toxic. It's like, well, how do you expect everybody to feel? And what do you expect them to start acting like when you start telling them so passionately for so long? Right. That's it's really upsetting and disheartening. And and I hope we can turn this around and start like leading with love and encouragement and, and kindness. Respect. And I don't know what happened to like all those, the beautiful, it's like, uh, there's more righteous now, righteousness now in being offended in being angry at someone than it is to exercise love and compassion and kindness to someone like that's, uh, it, we're trying to wrap our head around why this is happening and, and how unfortunate it is. Yeah, I, I think social media has a lot to do with so much of that, too, especially we didn't have something like that years ago. I think that's just a, a feeding frenzy for people oh, to yeah. get depressed on there, too. So I think yeah. that is a small piece of it as far as also the family breaking down, God mm-hmm. being removed. I think social media is a piece of that as well. Uh, one, one thing I'm curious, too. I'm not going to keep you guys much longer here, but one thing I'm curious uh, is about like the village to, to raise a family. What has your support system been like for myself? Both my parents passed away before I met my wife, before I became a father. Oh. My wife's parents are estranged. They're, they're not in her life. So it was always just kind of me and her leaning on one another, which could be difficult at times. But also on the other side, we didn't have that in-law thing to battle around with sometimes. But how has the support system been for you guys with your families? Uh, uh, is uh, do, do your kids have good relationships with your parents? and family members and were they there to help support in, in your, uh, in your journey? Oh yeah. I mean, we feel, I mean, I, I feel like almost embarrassed to say because it's been so unbelievably wonderful. Like I, his family, 
Oh my gosh. I couldn't have picked the world over and chosen a better family. Like they are so wonderful and so supportive and so great. And I feel so fortunate that we both have, you know, come from great families and great support systems, but I don't know. We couldn't have done it without, especially the two of us being both actors, you know, there have been times where like, you know, Adam, your brother, Brad, you know, please come and help us. My mom, his mom. And so we have had great support system with family. Especially when they were, when our kids were young, my siblings uh, didn't have kids. And so they were great. They come live in our house or go on location with us. And it was terrific. We've, we've somehow managed, and this is like, we understand this is unique, special. And we're like, we have such gratitude that they, uh, they were our nannies. You know, we never had to hire a nanny. Like we had family, like we had siblings and they love our uncles and our aunts and, and uh, the grandparents. They just just love them. So it's been very, we've leaned heavy, heavy on our family and we've gone um, to, to whatever extent we can to include them in our lives and, and be a part of it. So we, we definitely have a, we have a village um, we have a village here in Burbank in California, where we live, you know, in our, in our community, with our church, with our schools, and everybody looks out for each other. And, and, uh, and it's been, and it's multiple religions. There's Christians, there's Jews, there's every religion you could possibly imagine from every country. You know, it's a, it's a very uh, multicultural, um, you know, community here in Burbank. And like, mm-hmm. you wouldn't know it because we are a tight family and it's, it's beautiful. It's a beautiful yeah. thing. Awesome. All right. Strong fathers, strong daughters. Where does everybody go to watch it? Available now. Where do they go see it? And who's it for? All parents are about to be parents. Who's this for? Literally everybody. It's a great family. It's a great family movie. I think the people are going to love it are people with young families. Um, And anybody looking for just like a really authentic story about it's 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 a it's great for everybody really it's a it's a great family movie. It's on Pure Flix. It's streaming um, exclusively on Pure Flix now. And uh, you can always find me and Robin on social media. We're always promoting this kind of stuff and kind of giving people a glimpse into our lives and our family and our kids and, and that kind of thing. So um, I'm at Bart underscore Johnson. I'm at Robin Lively. And on across all platforms. So please stop by and drop a comment. Very cool. Yeah, I'm going to drop a link to Strong Fathers, Strong Daughters in the description of this podcast episode so my listeners can get over, check it out. Last thing I want to hit you guys with, I always love to ask everybody to get on the podcast. I'll start with you, Robin, here. What kind of advice do you have for that new mom or for that about-to-be mom that's out there listening? Well, um, I think we've been saying it and we'll reiterate just the importance of time with your children. And, um, you know, we've seen it make all the difference in the world and our kids and who they are today. Like, you know, we always say like, you'll never regret time with your kids. You, you may regret things in your life, but it will never be the time spent with your children. And um, just, you know, like you were saying, how important it is to have a, a father and the father's influence, wh- whether it's the father or male influence is crucial in their development. So um, yeah, it's honestly the greatest role of my life. I, I just, my kids, my family, literally everything. They are everything to me. So how important it is that role is as a parent and, and your children end up becoming. Well said. Bart, what kind of advice do you have for that new dad or that about to be father who's out there listening? Well, to all my fellow dads out there, I would say there's a time and a season for all things. And your window to be a dad during these impressionable years is small and it goes so light and fast. You wouldn't even believe it. When you get on the other side, you're just not going to believe it. Ah, So make the most out of this time. And 
All that time you're spending volunteering, sacrificing, doing the things that have no glamour that you think I'm doing this because it's the right thing, but I, I, I should be working. I should be making money. I should be starting that business, that side hustle, whatever else it is. You, that'll never go away. That's always going to be there. And there's a time and a season for that too. There's always going to be time and a season for that. But when I look back on my last 10, 20 years of my life, and I think, what are my proudest moments? None of those moments are the time I booked that big job or I was on that big TV show or that, you know, the movie won this award. Or it, it's, it's none of that. It's the, my time in Samoa, digging the ditch, mixing cement with these kids, spending time with my son, doing that kind of stuff, so, teaching the uh, soccer, being out there doing a, a thousand soccer uh, rehearsal or uh, practices, you know, running, running practice with my kid, teaching them a new skill, in being in the classroom, going on a field trip, sitting on a bus, going to the aquarium with, yeah. the, with the elementary kids. Proudest moments of my life. It's the most fulfilling, most rewarding. You'll never You'll never get that time back and nothing will ever be able to compete with that. And then that window closes and you got all the time in the world to do all the other stuff. Yeah, very well said. I love the message. It's been an honor for me. I got to say, Bart and Robin, you guys are first class parents all the way. And thank you so much for giving me a few minutes of your time here at First Class Father. Sounds like you're doing the best job. Kindred spirits. Thank you very much. We appreciate it. You have been listening to First Class Fatherhood. First Class Fatherhood is a family made media podcast please visit www.firstclassfatherhood.com or www.familymade.com to find out more details. You can order First Class Fatherhood advice and wisdom from high-profile dads on amazon.com or wherever books are sold. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. Proverbs 22.6 tells us, train up a child in the way he should go, and when he is old, he will never depart from it. God bless, and I'll catch you next time.